DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched together. I'm DJ Psyched. You're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast, and today we're talking about my top 20 songs from 2020, and I'm joined today with Miss Psyched. You want to say hello, Miss Psyched? Hey, guys. So this is Ella. She's my girlfriend. And we thought it'd be fun to hop on today and talk about this together because I tried. I tried to record this podcast on my own and it just didn't quite come out the way I wanted it to. So I thought it'd be fun if I got Miss Sykes help because her and I have been listening to a lot of similar music this year, sharing a lot of music. So I think, I mean, my list doesn't represent her list, but she knows all the songs on my list. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about them a bit together. You excited for this? Yeah, I am excited. And to make it even more fun, I didn't share the list with her beforehand. So it'll be kind of like her figuring out and reacting as we go along. Are there any songs that you think are, are just definitely going to be on this list? And we're only, it's, I have 20 songs on my top 20 songs of 2020 list, but uh, we're only going to do the first 10 today. So are there any songs you think would, would be on the list at all? Can I guess, like, artists? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think you'll have a couple songs by Rina Sawayama. <laughs> um, and I want to say, like, I would imagine that you would have songs by the Front Bottoms on your top 20, but you listen to so much music. <laughs> so many people. So if, if they're not on there, I won't be surprised, even though, you know, they're your favorite band. Um, and then also, like, I feel like there's some, like, 21 Pilots on there. I'm just trying to think of songs that you put on, on the, the playlist. I'm trying to think of if I have, like, a guess of a song. Oh, <laughs> I know what your number one is, actually. Really? Yeah. Should I say it or should I wait? Go ahead. What do you think my number one is? Um, join us for a bite. <laughs> So, even though that song did make my number one most played song for 2020, the criteria for this episode is going to be songs released in 2020, and that one is older, so I did not add it to that list. But yeah, that was my number one most listened to song. You just exposed me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's a good song. I like it. Um, I hope Jessie Reyes is on there, because she's one I introduced you to that, I mean, you said you liked, but I don't know how much you liked. Yeah. I think those are all my guesses. It's hard. I don't know. I don't know what songs came out in 2020. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, I I had that situation too when I was making this playlist where there were a lot of songs that I found this year that I started listening to this year that just didn't come out this year. But to make this very specific to 2020, I just went through and made sure that the songs that I chose for this list did come out in this year. And something that was really awesome about 2020 for me is that a lot of artists that I've been really big fans of for a long time released records this year, which is why I know these songs came from 2020, because I was really looking forward to a lot of these records. And you were completely right about the Rena one. That's going to actually be the first song that we talk about, because I was highly anticipating this record that she dropped this year. But just for context, for anyone who's listening to this podcast episode, the playlist she's referring to is that like when we first started dating, we made each other playlists and I kind of have gone really far and obsessively adding songs to her playlist (laughs) over like the last five months. So it's kind of an extensive playlist at this point. Yeah, it's a very long playlist. I think I've added like five songs within the last like five months (laughs) (laughs) to my playlist that I made for you. (laughs) Yeah, and oh, but I, I know you'll recognize just about every song. This, I don't think there's any song on this playlist that you wouldn't recognize that I made. But yeah, these are the songs of 2020. And just to say again, there is no um, criteria for this list except for it had to have come out in 2020, meaning that it's new. It's a new song. It came out this year. There is no genre requirement for this at all. For every song, I'm going to say the genre, and you probably will notice there's a lot of repeat genres, but that's just because that's my personal taste. There really is no criteria for a song to get onto this list, so it's pretty random. But I did notice after I made this playlist that these songs all do hit. They have like very similar genres. Like A lot of these are considered either pop, alternative pop, indie rock, that kind of sound. 
And um, there are a few slower paced songs, but for the most part, my 2020 playlist was very upbeat, poppy music. So before we dive into my list, I kind of just want to ask you a bit about what, what your 2020 looked like. What was the sound of your overall playlist for the year? I don't understand why it was so much Spanish music, because I feel like I don't listen to that much Spanish music. But out of my top five artists, um, no, out of my top five songs, three of them were Spanish songs. Nice. And the other two were <laughs> Daylin songs. I don't really know how to pronounce her name, but the girl who sings It Rains in New York City, that song and then another one of her songs <laughs> were on my top five. I was in the top one percent of listeners um of aventura i don't i don't even remember <laughs> bumping them so hard but i guess i did Dang. yeah that's also why my like year like my most played they, i don't know they said like what decade where most of your songs from and they <laughs> and it was the early 2000s just because of the spanish songs oh, nice yeah all right, so yeah, I guess we'll just bump into the top 20 songs and we're doing just 10 today. And like, uh, there is no criteria for genre. It has to be released in 2020 and there's absolutely no order to this list. It's not from like best to whatever. It's literally, I just kind of made the playlist and then matched them up by artists. Cause a few artists, only a couple, like a handful of artists have two tracks that made it onto this playlist for me. But for the most part, I tried to choose different artists just to stay objective. And at the very end, which that means part two, I'm going to do honorable mentions. So when we do a part two to this, there will be more than 20 tracks, but it's just kind of impossible to sum the year up in only 20. So there will be honorable mentions at the end. And some of the tracks that you said that you think will be on my playlist made it to the honorable mentions page. But <laughs> we'll start with the first artist, which you totally got right. It was Rina Sawayama. Can you guess which song of hers I chose? Is it one on the playlist? Am I allowed to ask for a hint? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is? Yeah, it is. I don't know. Uh, is it Cherry? No, that song didn't come out this year. Oh, is it Chosen Family? It's off that record. <laughs> that new one that you added? I don't know the name of it. I can't remember. Excess? No, that's not. The, it, it was, was it Excess? It was Excess. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, I was very off. I mean, it's a great song. <laughs> it is. And the reason I chose Excess is because that was the, the first single that came off of this record. So that was the first song that I heard when this album came out. I started listening to Rena like a few months before she announced this new record. And so I remember when that single came out, I was just super hyped because I was a huge fan of the song Cherry when I first heard it. And this song is not the same as Cherry, but it has a very upbeat sound to it. It is also kind of dark and edgy when you watch the video and you listen to the lyrics. It's really fun. So I chose Excess because I do love Chosen Family. That is one of my favorite songs off of this record. But Excess kind of holds a special place to me because it was that first track released. And I really love the video. It's just crazy and fun. And it kind of, it's very arena. What did you think when you first saw that? I've never, I've never seen the music video. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta show you sometime. It's really fun. It's yeah. interesting. She's like, it's like an infomercial and the people are trying to like sell stuff, you know, cause she's talking about excess, give me more, give me more. And then she's mm -hmm. kind of like, they're like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. She's like a robot thingy and they're like kind of creating her. It's very Lady Gaga-esque in a sense, just because it's mm -hmm. really weird, the outfit she ends up in. Yeah. But... That sounds um, so cool. Yeah, it's great. And this song was off of a record. So for each of these songs, I'm going to say the song, the artist, whether it was a single that came off of a record and the genre. And then at the end, we'll talk a little bit about what the song's about. We've kind of already talked about what this one's about. But basically, this track is it's pop, electro pop. It's got rock elements, contemporary R&B and alternative rock. Those are all the genres I was able to come up with for this. I don't know. Do you think that describes the sound well enough? Yeah. All of those. Yeah, it could fit into all of those. Yeah. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and I just kind of want to bring it up again because I like to bring it up every time I talk about genres. Genres are so much harder to use these days <laughs> because a lot of music just kind of overlaps into several genres. There are very few artists that you could stick into just one genre. So I'm doing my yeah. best here by just 
kind of trying to define their sound with mm-hmm. some of these labels, but not constricting the artists to the label. You know what I'm saying? Like genres are used to describe music, not to box it in. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt, because I think a lot of these artists, it doesn't really do them justice to use these titles. Mm-hmm. That's my rant on genres for the day. <laughs> But I love this song a lot because it's it's about materialism, greed, and consumerism, which are just things that are really interesting to talk about. Yeah, definitely. It's a very cool song. And when I first heard it, I thought it was Ariana Grande. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that's who I thought was singing. But then I was like, nah, that's not her. And then I looked and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Rihanna sounds anything like Ariana. But I mean... Really? Maybe I'll have to re-listen with that in mind, but I I just have never made that connection. But I mean, they both have really powerful vocals. Yeah, well, actually, I was going to say, like, a little, like, soft isn't really a good word, but, like, you know, like, kind of airy. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe how Ariana Grande sings either, but, yeah. (laughs) Maybe they just have, like, a, what is it? A similar timbre? Is that the word? Timbre? I don't know how to pronounce that word. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so track number two now. This is by Declan McKenna. This song is on your playlist. Can you guess which one? Because I know I put a few Declan songs in there. The only one that comes to my mind is The Key to Life on Earth. And that's the one that we're going with today. Really? The Key to Life on Earth. I love this song so much. I'm a huge Declan fan. Uh, Declan McKenna's album, What Do You Think About the Car, was an album that dominated my most listened to songs of I think 2018 I think that's when that record came out I can't remember but the year that record came out it was all over my top music because I listened to every track on that album like religiously I love that record so I had very high expectations going into zeros and the key to life on earth was the first track released for that record and it it was amazing I mean I Declan didn't disappoint I really love the song Declan the thing about his music that always draws me in is that he is very much outspoken about a lot of topics like financial status and, and greed. And he talks a lot about the economy and how he, he talks a lot about politics too. And he doesn't shy away from any of that in this song, which I really like. And the video, have you ever seen this video for this one? Like in the Roach costumes? It's just really funny because it's like him and this guy who looks a lot like him that played this actor who looks a lot like him and they're both wearing these roach costumes so i've seen like you know how on spotify they have the like the snippets yeah i've seen that and i know that actor actually i was i honestly i, I when i first saw that i had to look up what declan mckenna looked like to, to make sure that, that wasn't him like he was also an actor but yeah i didn't know that song came out in 2020 yeah that was the first song off of Zeros. That was the first song off of that record, and I really love it. And it's kind of hard to define Declan's sound too, uh, but I would go with indie pop, indie rock, dream pop, and alternative rock. He definitely sounds upbeat and poppy, but he has so many elements of like rock and alternative sounds in it. It's kind of the word alternative and indie both really don't even have much meaning anymore. But for the sake of this episode, I'm sure we all understand kind of what that sound is. Mm -hmm. And then the key to life on earth, I'm not really going to get too deep into what all it means. He's talking about money and stuff a lot and, and economic status and the culture around that. But I'm not going to dive too deep into it because I honestly just don't I don't know everything that goes into it. But it's a great song. A lot of the songs, almost every song on this playlist just has a super catchy chorus. I'm a sucker for like a really catchy chorus. Yeah, same. This next song, track number three, was one of the first songs I ever added to that playlist I made you. Can you guess what that is? Uh, One Up? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the Still Woozy track. Oh, um, win- Window? Window. That's a good one. Yes. Window is a single by Still Boozy. And I have you ever heard uh, Habit, his other song? Did I put that on the playlist? Yes, you did. I love both of those songs. The vibes that those songs give me, immaculate. <laughs> they are a vibe. And Still Boozy is a vibe. I don't really know why Still Boozy hasn't... Like, Still, Still Boozy's music has gotten bigger this year. Um, but I just think Still Boozy should be, like, everywhere. Like, all over the radios. It's amazing, like... 
this song is insanely catchy and it's such a vibe yes it is it just makes you feel so chill it's like yeah and I honestly have a really hard time putting a genre on this one and I kind of looked it up to try to see and I all I got was indie pop and neo soul whatever that means I could see that though like really I mean I don't know what else you could call it but it's like got the same like vibes I don't know I could definitely see soul yeah, I could see the elements of soul in it, but I feel like it, it's just kind of, yeah. I think that's the best I could do for describing this, but I still think it's kind of difficult to fully say that that's exactly his sound. But I vibe with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this song is just like a sweet love song. Like, that's kind of why I put it on your playlist. It's kind of like, how you, this is like a very smooth love song. Like, it's not like cheesy, like, oh, I love you. It's kind of like, girl... If I got one thing right, it was you and me. It's, yeah. just, it's like a really smooth person just being really flirty. And that's why I love it. It's it's still boozy, just seems like the coolest person ever when you listen to his music. Yeah, definitely. In track number four, we're switching it up totally. This is Haley Williams. It was off of Haley Williams' debut. Can you guess which song I would choose from that play- or that album? Dead Horse? Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I did choose Dead Horse because that is very much a song that I think should have gotten so much radio play. It is insanely catchy and really, yeah, really fun song. And it was off of Haley Williams' debut solo record, Pedals for Armor. Arguably, this was my most anticipated album of the year. There's a lot of albums that I really anticipated. I really anticipated Declan's and Rena's. But Haley Williams' solo album, like I, Paramore is my favorite band ever, and I've kind of been waiting centuries for Haley Williams to do a solo project, and I'm really glad that she did. So yeah, this this record, I listened to it like all the way through very many times, and it's actually the only record this year that I did that with. So that was neat. The only one? What? Is there another one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I can't think of one but i just think that's wild i don't know i don't i i can't think of any but i don't know you just listen to a lot of music so i would think you would do that with other albums i do listen to a lot of music um but i've talked about it before on the podcast too like listening to albums was something i did a lot in high school but nowadays i listen to a lot more singles and explore different artists and different genres i don't really tie myself down to albums that often I was going to ask what about um, Spirit Phone, but I, uh, yeah. I thought about that as you said that. What is yeah. That? Okay, so we're coming back from a short intermission that we had to take for some technical difficulties, but we're back and we're just going to start again. We're on number four for Haley Williams, and we said it was Dead Horse, the track off of the debut solo record, Pedals for Armor, that Haley released. And what were your first thoughts when you first heard this song? Had you heard the record before I introduced you to the song or? I don't know if I had heard it before I listened to your podcast where you reviewed the album. I don't think that I had listened to your podcast yet. I don't know. But that was the first time I like even heard about the album. I um, am not like I, I was I wasn't a huge Haley Williams or Paramore fan at all before I met you so that was like probably one of the first I mean I honestly there's a couple songs I didn't know were Paramore that are that I know but like yeah when I first heard that song I I really liked it but I definitely did not know Haley Williams was the same person who was the lead singer in Paramore (laughs) but it was good yeah and I mean, I think anyone could enjoy it, whether they're a Paramore fan or not, but I am, I'm a huge Paramore fan. I've always been a huge Paramore fan, and by always, I mean, I don't know, late middle school, early high school time period. Not like always. (laughs) They've definitely been a band way longer than I've been listening to them, but the first podcast I ever did on, I mean, you probably know this, but the first podcast I ever did on this podcast was the history of Paramore. And then I did do a podcast on Pedals for Armor when that album came out because we talked about it in the um, history of Paramore, like being really excited for Haley Williams' debut because we knew it was coming this year. 
and it 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 exceeded expectations. Like I am a huge Paramore fan and I was really looking forward to Haley doing a solo thing just because like, you know, that would actually be Haley, Haley's project. You know, it's not Paramore. It's very different. Like a lot of people, I mean, I don't know. I talked about this when we did the podcast. Like some people, when they hear the word Paramore, they think of Haley Williams, but that's not the same thing. It's not her solo project. Paramore is Paramore. So it was cool for her to have this solo project because it was like, deeply personal and really good like really experimental in some ways she definitely experimented with a lot of different sounds and styles and themes that you don't really see in Paramore albums which I thought made it a really beautiful and unique album and Dead Horse is a song that just really stands out because it's super catchy and fun and yeah like radio worthy yeah definitely it's definitely got like the characteristics of a song to be playing on the radio so yeah yeah definitely and putting Haley's solo album into a genre is kind of hard because she did experiment with so many different sounds on this album but I'm going to try my best like always and I'm going to say alternative indie there's themes from older generations I'm not even going to try to say what time period it's it influences because I'm terrible at time periods like that but there's pop elements experimental tracks and there's a lot of blending of guitars and synths and some really epic bass lines on this album so I just think it's it's really cool diverse blend of sounds and if you want to hear more about this uh album I did do a podcast with my old GM from WKNC and they know way more about this record than me so you should give it a listen but (laughs) promo aside (laughs) I just really love Dead Horse because it's a very fun song on this album. And this album is full of a lot of great themes and sounds, but that song just really stands out. Yeah, it's really fun to dance to. <laughs> a lot of songs yeah. on this record are like really danceable, like at home alone dancing songs, but Dead Horse is definitely one. Oh, yeah. And speaking of danceable songs, I'm going to use that as my intro for this next song Small Pools. You know which small pool song I'm gonna go with? I have no idea when any like I'm just not realizing I have no idea when any of the songs you put on the playlist came out, but probably not over and over. And that came out before this year. Yeah, it's a very that's a very old small pool song. Okay. Um <laughs> Play Pretend. Yes. It's a good one. Play Pretend is a really good song. This song was a single and it actually came out for some sketch show on Netflix. I don't know how to pronounce the name of that and I've never watched that show. You do? Oh my gosh, we need to watch it. Yeah, my sister's obsessed with her. Her name is Eliza Scherzinger. She's pretty cool. Okay, no, I've never really had any interest in the show or I didn't know what it was at all I just kind of like heard the song and like when you look at it on on Spotify it just says the show you can see her yeah I didn't even make that connection until a couple days ago actually when I was listening to the song and like actually looked up close to the picture thing I was like oh my gosh I know her (laughs) yeah and I was just really hyped when Small Pools released another song this year because Small Pools is a band that I've also been obsessed with for a very long time and over and over was actually the track that I was like really obsessed with when I was a freshman and I saw small pools in concert like maybe that was more than a year ago but I think it was last year and so I was just really excited to hear this song come out because small pools is this like indie pop but alternative dance type music like all of their songs you could dance to they're really upbeat and fun high energy really catchy choruses and this song fits the mold perfectly And what I really love about this song is the ending because it's like very upbeat, high energy the whole time. But then at the end, it like there's like this mellow portion that just draws you in. Mm -hmm. That is a really cool part. I like that whole song, though. That's like and that was one of the first songs you put on the playlist. So that like that that song like kind of set. I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of songs on that playlist, but that one. I remember listening to and being like, oh, yes, I'm excited to hear what's next. Yeah, I really like this song because it's just, it's fun. It's kind of, to me, it kind of has childhood themes to it just because he's talking like all your favorite friends come and play pretend. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And he's obviously talking about someone. I don't know who. There ain't nobody like you. I don't know. That song just like I, I dance to that one a lot when I'm alone and sing along to it because it's really yes. catchy. It's really fun to sing too. All small pool songs are. But yeah, that's a great one. I think <laughs> some other ones I'd put on the playlist for you, a million bucks. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yes. It, it's so like their songs are really good but like there are songs that I feel like I would like hear in like a movie or something I don't know during like a party scene or something (laughs) yeah especially yeah there are some tracks of theirs that I would feel the same way about like have you ever heard their song DJs and Porsches oh yeah that one I always feel like I'm in a movie when I listen to that song but anyways (laughs) we can do a podcast on small pools someday because I absolutely love that band and I want to do more artist highlights for great bands like them Speaking of which, I number six is an Arrested Youth song, and I've been meaning for ages. Like, I have the notes written up to do an Arrested Youth podcast, and I just haven't recorded it yet. But I really want to because this artist is very near and dear and special to my heart. I say that about every artist. But still, can you guess what song this might be? Because Arrested Youth released that EP earlier this year, so it's, it's one of those. Is it Corone? No. Uh, hold on, hold on. What was the name of that one song? I can't think of the name of it. If I had them in front of me, could you say all of them? Can I say all of them? Um, okay, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, all right, so the EP's name is Arrested Youth and the Quarantiners, and the songs going from track one to track five are Castaway, Jumping Ship, Corone, Hanging Posters, and Caroline. Is it Castaway? No. Okay, then I don't know. I chose Hanging Posters for this one. What? Because that song just resonates with me a lot right now. I really love, like, I I listen to that song a lot right now. And Castaway is a great one. I think originally um, Caroline was one of my favorites. I just love that song. Coraline. Yeah. Coraline? Oh, yeah, Coraline. (laughs) Remember when I told you about this EP? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I didn't know it was didn't being know. dropped but I showed you arrested you <laughs> okay but I was the one who I remember I told you about it and you were like what are you talking about arrested youth in the quarantiners well I think I was confused because I was telling you something about arrested youth you're like okay I'll go listen to it and then you started talking about all these songs and I was like I've never heard of that before I think you're listening <laughs> to the wrong band because they had released it like that week or something yeah was fun. it was a fun surprise yeah, it was. Those songs are really good. They were really, like, fun to listen to at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what makes this EP so unique and what makes Arrested Youth a really unique artist because he was not shying away at all from the situation at hand. He wrote an entire EP about quarantine, and he didn't even write it himself. Like, this was the EP where he had his fans submit a lot of the lyrics, and it was kind of like a collaborative effort of so many people writing this album. And the quarantiners. <laughs> yeah, Arrested Youth and the Quarantiners. So it's kind of cool because it's like people like us, like real life people putting their experiences of quarantine into this EP, which I I really love the EP, obviously, because it, it has a lot of themes of like what we're all going through right now. But I just really love the song Hanging Posters because it's talking about something that just doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Like he's talking about friendship breakups like when you have friends that come and go through the years and there's there's times where you have a friend and all of a sudden you don't and it's just kind of like he's navigating that in this song like that feeling and he he says at one point I think like friendly faces through the years slowly fade and disappear we were meant to drift apart friends are for the faint of heart and I just I really love this whole song because like you know, that's how it feels sometimes when someone hurts you. You just kind of feel like, uh, I don't ever want to trust again. I don't want to make friends. So it's like a very vulnerable track. Yeah. It just resonated with me. I, I like it. I think it's fun. Yeah. And there's and not a lot of songs that are about that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like subtly emo. Like, it, 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 <laughs> he makes a very big point. He talks about it a lot in the the album before this, which I'm really in love with and I definitely will do a podcast on Arrested Youth at some point because he's amazing but Sobville episode one that came out in 2019 he's very much not afraid to say in songs like I don't feel sorry for myself I'm not a sob story like 
you need to like he's like very much like empowering like he he's emo and he'll write emo themes but he'll never feel sorry for himself and i think that's a big part of like this uh album that he made for quarantine like he's talking about his experience but he's not going to let it bring him down which was kind of an empowering thing to hear at the start of quarantine and it's also what he did in the song hanging posters he's talking about his feelings but he's not letting them overwhelm him mm-hmm. yeah i think corona is the song where they have that like part at the end that's like i don't know it was really cool okay actually this isn't about arresting you <laughs> <laughs> it's all good i mean we're talking about the top 20 songs and there's a reason these songs are so great and why they're on my top list i love a lot of these artists and their albums and what they stand for and this is definitely an ep that i i like you said i had no idea it was coming out but i was really pleasantly surprised and i'm sure he didn't know when the year started that he was gonna make this ep either yeah but yeah it was super nice to listen to (laughs) it was like so real yeah right especially when he talks about the toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) yeah but the only um genres that i could find that were online to describe arrested youth were alternative and indie which i mean sure but i feel like there could probably be the other genres that you could try to fit Arrested Youth into. There's definitely some sort of rock element in that music. Yeah, I was going to say rock, but also I don't know jack about <laughs> music genres. <laughs> it's so convoluted these days trying to describe genres. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I think that that's the thing about Arrested Youth that always brings me back. Arrested Youth always has powerful messages in his music, and he's not afraid to speak his mind, but he's very empowering about it. I really, like, don't worry. We'll, we'll do one on Arrested Youth someday. Number seven is a song we recently started listening to. Do you know the song by Addison Grace? Yes, Overthink. I love that song. Same. I was called a pioneer on my Spotify rap because I listened to it before it hit 50,000. Oh, snap, we're pioneers. Oh, because of you. (laughs) (laughs) We're pioneers together. But yeah, this song is amazing. It's a single. You want to tell me a little bit more about it since you love it too? Um. Honestly, my favorite thing about it is the music video. And, uh, like, it's, like, okay, so it's not, like, the most fancy music video with, like, all kinds of, I don't know. I just think that the girl who sings it is adorable. And, yeah, I love her little outfit and her little dress. And, yeah, I don't know why her voice and sound kind of reminds me of, like, Daylin or however you say her name. I mean, it's not as, like, slow, but, like, I just like her voice a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Daylin and her kind of fit into similar genres, which would be best described as indie pop, which is why I think that they sound so similar. I would also, there's a lot of artists I think I would group in with Addison Grace just because this is a sound that, it is unique and beautiful, but it's something that is, being defined in the indie pop world like i would also put chloe um what is her last name? oh yes Moriando chloe Moriando. yeah yeah i think they all have similar vibes with their indie pop style i was playing manny a song of chloe Moriando's, and he called it uh punk pop i think he was like i like punk punk pop like this interesting yeah there's a lot of genres you could probably fit these artists into and chloe Chloe works with Cave Town sometimes. They've done a few songs together. But Cave Town is also someone who made it on this list. So let's continue. Ooh, I, have, <laughs> I have no idea what, what Cave Town is. Really? I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> <laughs> well, Addison Grace. Um, so like I said, it's indie pop. Also, you could just describe it as pop and alternative um, because it is very poppy, um, but also has that alternative appeal to it. And I just really love this song because it's a cute little like love song. And she's talking about very vulnerable side of love. I use the word vulnerable a lot, but that's what good music is, vulnerable. And she's kind of talking about those feelings you get sometimes when you're overthinking things and you kind of complicate things in your own mind and you're just 
that's what love feels like. It's complicated in your head because it's so much emotion and it's always hard for people to deal with so much emotion. But then I love in the song, the part where she says, and then you smile and I remember why. And it's kind of like she's overthinking, but then her like seeing that person smile is kind of what brings her back. And I, I think it's a sweet song. Yeah. It is adorable. Very well done. I, mm-hmm. it, it was one that I'd only recently started listening to in 2020, but it 100% had to make this list because it's amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would definitely put this in my top 22. And I don't know why it's not more popular. Like, when I saw how many, like, plays it had on Spotify, I was, like, a little bit pissed off for her. <laughs> And that's how it is in the indie music scene. There's a lot of really amazing music out there that does not get the exposure it deserves because there's just so much music in the world. It's hard, you know, for everything to to get out there. But that's why I love appreciating smaller bands because they are putting out some of the best music I've ever heard. They just don't get the same appreciation. And I'm glad we said that because artist number eight is one of the smallest bands that I am like thoroughly obsessed with. And I can't believe Modern Diet does not get more listens. Modern Diet deserves so much, like, listens on their music. I've Their song, Red Eye, is always the song I go to when people say, what's your favorite song? Because that song is amazing. And they released another single this year. Do you know which single this is? <laughs> I think I put it on your playlist, but I might not have. I can only think of Red Eye. So number eight is Modern Diet Song Postgrad. Oh yeah, no, that's not on the playlist. Okay. Well, I'll make you listen to it because it's an amazing song. <laughs> and I absolutely love Modern Diet and this single very much fits the mold of Modern Diet sound. It's alternative indie and that doesn't really do uh, Modern Diet justice. This band is amazing. They also have a lot of rock elements in their music. Uh, but I think Modern Diet is incredibly hard to pin down because I think their sound is very unique like I'm a huge fan of Modern Diet and I listen to all their music Chemicals is a song I am insanely in love with but it's not on Spotify anymore sadly but you should listen to Chemicals on YouTube if you're interested it is a great song but uh this song is just really cute and fun and there's something about the vocals like the vocalist of Modern Diet is vocals are extremely unique and I think that's what really really drives this music for me but also I really love the lyrics Uh, in this song it's it's about like challenges I think I think of challenges when I think of going uphill because he's talking about pushing his boulder up a hill and he's falling down back to the bottom Uh, so I think it's something about resilience or something I don't know but it's a really good song and you can derive your own meaning from it when you listen I'm really bad at like certain songs explaining how I think what they mean but when I listen to it I can just kind of resonate with it you know what I'm saying yeah I agree I also have a lot of trouble like trying to put into words how certain songs make me feel (laughs) it can be really hard to articulate like how a song makes you feel if it's not like a very blatant lyric Like, you know, like in hanging posters, I can point out the lyrics that make me feel a certain way. But if a certain song, it's not one lyric, if it's like the vibe and the general feel, and maybe, like for me, it is certain lyrics in the song, but it's not quite as obvious what they mean unless you're listening to the song. And it's kind of hard to describe that feeling. But this song gives me that feeling. Like it, when I listen to this song, I feel a lot of things. I can't really describe what that is. (laughs) Yeah. But I'll I'll have you listen to it after this podcast. Okay. (laughs) sounds good or maybe tomorrow it's like it's midnight yeah right? you're right you're right midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but two more songs left because we're only going to number 10 today uh, and these are two that are also I don't know these are these are two that I'm pretty excited about I think one of them is one that I've been listening to more recently and one we've been listening to for a while I, I know you're going to be excited about number 10 but number nine is by Grandson and K-Flay. Honestly, I have no idea who K-Flay is. I just know Grandson. And this is Peaches. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, literally my first, like the first time I ever heard that song, it was at your your house. (laughs) Really? Yeah. 
when you sang it to me. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this song a lot. I was just, and I do this a lot, like, if I'm in the kitchen, like, just cooking and stuff and listening to a playlist, it usually, like, when, you know, when it runs out and then Spotify just has songs under for you, it just starts playing stuff. I mean, sometimes I'll just let it roll with the radio because, I mean, not to be, like, a huge Spotify, not to be a huge Spotify, like, fanboy, but... Spotify is really good at recommending good music. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. So, like, I was just listening to songs, and then this one started playing. And when it got to, like, the end of the song, I, like, frantically was going through my phone trying to find it and save it. And I love it. Yeah. So this is a single <laughs> with these two artists. Like I said, I don't really know who K-Play is. I don't, I've never listened to K-Play before, but Grandson is an artist that I've listened to a lot. I think Grandson did... Um, blood in the water and what's the other one i think there's one on your apologize apologize yeah grants did both of those songs so i'm very familiar with that artist but this song is just so can you just can you can talk about this one a little bit because i don't even know what to say (laughs) necessarily yeah i don't know it it gives me like kind of no i don't want to say it gives me the same vibes as still woozy but like well, we're looking at similar genres when we compare these two artists. So you can say that there's something going on there. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would compare them to like still woozy, but like, so grandson, I don't know who the female was in this song, but sure. I loved her voice. <laughs> Maybe that's K-Flay. Yeah, probably K-Flay. K-Flay's voice was so perfect. And then that end part, like, was so good too. I don't know why. It's just like a bunch of random noises that they were making, but it worked. Okay, K-Flay is definitely the singer. I just Googled it, but yeah, it does work really well. And this song is just so mellow. Somehow this song is both like incredibly beautiful and also heartbreaking um, with Mm -hmm. the way it sounds and the way that the lyrics are. And the genres, tell me if you think this is accurate. The genres that I picked for this song are alternative rap, rap rock, alternative hip hop. I don't know about rap. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got when I just searched up Grandson, because that is typically what Grandson kind of makes. This song doesn't really have a lot of rap element to it, but that is Grandson's sound. This song, I guess, more leans towards that alternative hip hop type feel with very slight like rock elements in it but the word rock doesn't even make sense anymore honestly um <laughs> as far as what it means because it's been redefined so many times in music it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to say what yeah. rock even is but yeah I definitely feel the hip-hop type vibes in this song which is why I think it vibes with the still woozy sound yeah and yeah, I like this song a lot because I think that this song, kind of like Modern Diets, is about resilience. Because, you know, yeah. like the whole hook is, we'll turn the pain into peaches. It's a good song. <laughs> it is a really good song. You know, he says he's not afraid of his demons, we'll turn the pain into peaches. And I really love the beginning of the song. Like, what always gets me is the part at the beginning where he says, like, my dog died and my homie OD'd. Like, he's just kind of, like, saying all these hard things that's happened to him recently. And I think in 2020, it's very easy to resonate with this song because everyone's had some crazy experiences that are just, like, just heavy things, you know, things that happen in life. And he's talking about turning around from that pain and staying resilient, in a sense. But he's still allowing himself to grieve because this song is very heartbreaking. Yeah. So I just like this song because it reminds you that through that, those painful experiences you can still turn around and turn a pain into a peach whatever that means (laughs) (laughs) like a life in the lemons kind of thing yeah i'm sure you like that expression on your lemons (laughs) i'm sorry my voice was going out i'm talking so much but i'll edit this part (laughs) (laughs) she keep it in bloopers bloopers you want to hear us drinking water asmr asmr whoa all right so number 10 (laughs) 
Number 10, I think you'll be pretty excited about this and you're going to know exactly what song it is when I say the artist. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs> Please. This is a song, uh, this song is by approachable members of your local community. The internet. I'm gonna twerk on the internet. <laughs> I love that. That I love how that's the very cute decide to sing. <laughs> I absolutely love this song. I I was like at work one day. So if you've ever listened to this podcast before, um, maybe you found it on Spotify or something. WKNC, NC State's radio station. That's what I do this podcast through. WKNC allowed me to make this podcast with them and. I worked for WKNC back when I was in college and I was the like daytime music director. And so artists would, you know, send me music and stuff. This artist or this band, like not artists, sometimes artists and sometimes promoters would send me music. And I remember receiving this album and just like the artwork was so beautiful. I was just kind of like really drawn to it. So I just kind of listened like I do with all the albums. I was just skimming through listening. And there was actually a different song on this album that first drew me in because I think it's Small Change. Have you heard that song? Looking for a small change. I just really liked that song because it had a cute message. But then I just decided to listen to another song on the record because it was so good. And the internet like blew me away because it's so funny. Like he's just like the hook is I'm going to twerk on the internet. And I just think that's the funniest thing. And it's also really catchy. Yeah, it is really, really, really catchy. And doesn't he say, like, something about this Donald Trump world? <laughs> what? I don't know. Let me see. What? If I, I misheard that, that lyric, that'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> lyrics. Approachable members of your local community, the internet lyrics. Where's that song? Oh, here we go. Oh, I clicked on the wrong lyric. It's midnight. All right. Um, nothing works. Oh wow. Okay. No. Now I feel stupid because I didn't know that's what he was saying at all. And this is the very first time I'm realizing that. I honestly, have you ever listened to a song and like you just kind of don't know what they're saying? So in your head, like when you sing it, you just kind of mumble out something. That's what I was doing for this part. I was like, nothing works here in the the world. <laughs> But the the opening lyric to this song is nothing works here on this Donald Trump world. That makes this song even better. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, it's like the first lyric. Yeah, that was what drew me into the song. And then the name of the band was yeah. such a long name. <laughs> Approachable members of your local community. I thought it was funny too. That was one of the things that drew me in. Yeah. And I when I first heard it, I think I meant to add it to like, a playlist of mine and then I accidentally added it to the playlist that I made for you <laughs> oh yeah because I was like you know this song too <laughs> yeah <laughs> this yeah this song like if you, you should really listen if you're listening to this podcast I recommend going into the description because I'm gonna link the playlist that I used for this and yeah listen to this song because like the first lyric will hook you in immediately like the music is really catchy the vocals really catchy and I really like the part like I, I mean the first lyric is cool but I just love the way he says I'm in the southern hemisphere with my girl that lyric is one of my favorites too it makes me feel like a badass <laughs> I'm like I'm in the southern hemisphere with my girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't just make up that Donald Trump thing <laughs> Because that would have been really embarrassing. But <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. Because I, I don't know how you heard that. It never sounded like that to me. Now I want to listen to it to see if it like if I'm just crazy for not having noticing that right away. <laughs> yeah, well, my brain like likes to make up shit. So, or make up lyrics when I can't really tell what they are. But yeah, that was the top ten songs that mm -hmm. I had. So... You know, I want to recap real quick. There was Rina Sawayama. Is that how you say it? Excess. Declan McKenna's The Key to Life on Earth. Still Woozy's Window. Haley Williams. Dead Horse. Dead Horse. Small Pools. Uh, Small Pools. Yeah. Small Pools. Pre <laughs> <laughs> I 
Small pools play pretend. Really not that hard to say. (laughs) Arrested youth hanging posters. Addison Grace overthink. Modern diet postgrad. Grandson and Kay Flay's peaches. And the approachable members of your local community, the internet. How can I say that but not small pools? (laughs) Play pretend. There's a lot of pee pee stuff. There's a lot of peas in there. Yeah. All right, so if you listened to this whole podcast, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And I want to know, what are your top songs of 2020? When I do part two, I'm going to do the next 10 songs, or we're going to do the next 10 songs, a few honorable mentions, and I'm going to do a little portion to talk about listeners' submissions. I already have a few from Instagram, so if you want to get in on that and share your favorites of 2020 with me, I will listen to them. We will listen to them before we do that podcast together so thank you so much for listening and until next time stay psyched stay psyched oh and thank you again miss psych for joining me on the podcast yeah. i had a lot of fun yeah do you have any last words of wisdom for the audience not that we were doing anything wise here we're just talking about music but still <laughs> um yeah comment your favorite song of 2020 very interested in that and uh, I hope somebody, like, found a new favorite song from this list. I mean, there's some pretty pretty good bangers that we talked about. So, hope you guys liked it. <laughs> Stay psyched. Stay psyched. Thank you so much for listening. The intro and outro beat used on this podcast was made by my friend and producer, PME. He's super talented, so make sure to check him out. His links are always in the description. And as always, let me know what you're getting psyched about. I do this podcast because I think getting psyched is done best when we do it together. So please let me know. And until next time, stay psyched.